1: Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
2: Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much to Say.
3: But don't go
2: asking questions not Well, we are back to our regularly scheduled programming. I hope you guys all had an amazing Christmas. Thank you for um, enjoying and your feedback on True Crime Christmas. I had a lot of fun researching those episodes, doing something different. But obviously, this is the last podcast of 2021, so I feel like I needed to do my little year in review. Uh, a lot happened this year, um, and I'm going to be honest. I think 2021 might have been worse for me personally than 2020. I think I'm absolutely coming out of it stronger and better and like more in love with life than ever but this time last year was when things really started to fall apart so it's really interesting to reflect back and I know that you can reinvent yourself any time, and times a human construct anyways but it's nice to have like a mile marker to be like okay we made it what's next what am I gonna do who am I gonna be And I think there's something really cool about that. So that's why I like New Year's. And I also like wearing sparkles. So I'm going to be doing that in a couple of days. Um, There was a a lot that happened. Um, So I'm going to talk about what I really liked in 2021. Like what got me through 2021. Then I'm going to talk about the big events that happened each month. And then uh, tell you about what I'm going to... Be doing in twenty twenty two, and what my goals are, and you know resolutions, if you want to call them that. I am a bit hipster, and I'm like I I don't want to call them resolutions, but they're fucking resolutions. So, okay, so I read a lot of books in twenty twenty one, like a ton, and I think part of it was because I started the year off really depressed and wasn't feeling social. I kind of learned how to spend more time by myself more time at home um and books were just really amazing and when I was really stressed out and couldn't silence my thoughts books helped me so much because I can zone out of a tv show so quickly I can sit on my phone I can get distracted but a book you have to really really give your whole brain to it and that's really relaxing for me so the books that I love the most were um Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. She's now my new favorite author. I just bought two of her books yesterday. I just finished Malibu Rising, her new book, but Daisy Jones and the Six is a novel that's loosely based off of Fleetwood Mac. It's definitely like heavily influenced by them and there's a lot of stories that line up, but it's a, it's a fictional band and it's written in an interview format in the sense that it's like each character tells a story and it's just like their name and then what they said and it's like clips from an interview and so you get to piece together what actually happened because you're hearing like seven different people's perspective on what went like wrong with the band and it's so interesting I read it in literally a day and I hadn't gone through a book that quickly like until then and it was just I loved everything about it um Another one that I read in a day was In Five Years by Rebecca Searle, I think is how you pronounce it. That one was like a random airport read. I started reading it in the airport and I finished it by the time I went to bed that night. It was so crazy. But it's about this woman who wakes up, like goes to bed, wakes up five years from then, and she's not with her long-term boyfriend. She's in a different apartment she's with a guy that she knows in a completely unrelated way platonically. Um, and she hasn't even met him yet, but like, she recognizes all these people as they like come into her life and all this stuff happens. And she knows that on this day, all of this is, is going to go down. Or at like, least she has this like feeling cause she, I mean, she woke up and she lived the entire day. Um, so it takes you through the journey of the 5 years that it takes to get to the flash forward that she has and it's just really really fascinating. It's not like a magical book or anything. It's like they they threw in this one really magical plot device and then everything else is just like real human interaction. One I read a couple weeks ago is Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed and that explores race in a really Fun way, I guess. It's really honest. It's really realistic. It's not, um, it's written by a black author, which I think is really important because if you're writing a book on race, maybe, maybe be of uh, a race other than white for the most, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's exceptions to that rule, but I really liked her perspective on being a woman in your 20s and basically it follows this nanny, um, who, has to pick up the kid that she babysits last minute. The parents call. They're freaked out. Something like somebody threw something through their window. And so she goes to this rich white neighborhood, picks up the kid and, and takes her to the grocery store. Cause the little girl loves going to the grocery store. Her name is Briar and it's her favorite thing in the world. And when they're there, the security guard stops her and like harasses her and makes it this huge deal and thinks that she like stole a baby because like she came right from her friend's birthday party so she's not really dressed like a professional nanny she looks kind of clubby and uh it's just a really really interesting story from there it's just talking about people and how they interact and when when white people take it too far in trying to help uh it's really really good I loved that one um and then another one I like read in a day which became a big theme in 2021 for me um was my year of rest and relaxation by otessa Moshfegh. i think that's how you pronounce it i don't know um but it's about this girl in new york city who decides to basically sleep and stay in bed for an entire year she's not an incredibly likable character and a book has no business being that interesting when the character leaves her home maybe like 10 times across the entire novel, but it's really, really cool. It's really good. I I don't even relate to the character. I just loved it. And, um, it was really fascinating and a testament to how good, like how great the storytelling is because like there wasn't a lot for me to relate to. And I still loved every second of it. My favorite albums that got me through 2021, uh, I listened to a lot of old throwback albums that were, that were really special to me, but the two new ones, uh, that I fell in love with were Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, obviously. I mean, feels like, I just, I haven't, I don't think teen angst and just female angst has been captured so, like, so relatably for me. I don't know if that's the word, so relatably for me um, since Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette, like, it's in that same vein, and so it's, you know, I mean, I think Taylor Swift captured youth in a great way on Taylor Swift and Fearless, but I really related to the anger and the angst of Alanis and Olivia, and just, this album's incredible, obviously, it's changed the music landscape, it's broken all these records, I cannot wait to see her just fucking steamroll the Grammys, it's gonna be amazing, um, And also, I know that this isn't technically a new one, but Red, Taylor's version, like holy shit, it was so special to be able to listen to an album that was so important to me, and have it be reimagined, have new, um, have new songs to fall in love with, have the 10 minute version of All Too Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm still not okay, I've had like a month to process this, and I'm still completely not okay about that being released, and um... I just love that record, and I found out um, when I was recording, like, when I was recording my EP uh, with Butch Walker, my producer, he was also working on Everything Has Changed for Red, because he produced it on the original version and on the new version, so, like, the same instruments were played on my EP, and that. Isn't that so fucking cool? Like, same, same physical guitars and, like, same dude did it I don't know I thought that was really really cool at the same time specific songs that I could not get enough of were um Death Wish by this artist named Lolo I'm obsessed with it it's so good um really really fun it's just about like if you like if you want to be with me and you want to fall in love with me like do you have a Death Wish um I love the song Dad Vibes by Limp Biscuit. I can't stop with that. Um, that one's pretty, pretty intense. It's, it's ridiculous, but I love it so much. Um, Brutal by Olivia Rodrigo, all too well, 10 minute version, obviously. Um, and then ABCDEFU by Gail. I'm obsessed with her. She's amazing. Her and I have been friends for a while now. Um, I just adore her. She lives in Nashville. She's only 18 and she's just the loveliest person. And I am having the best time watching her take over the world with this song. It's just the coolest shit ever. So when we come back, I'm going to talk about big events that happened uh, in 2021 and um, yeah, it was a big one. So buckle up.
4: Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring.
2: Okay, so there were a lot of songs that I fell in love with, but there were also a lot of songs that I had cut. Um, a cut is when somebody else records a song you wrote, and um, I obviously released 3 by 3 I released I Got Here By Accident, um, but I had a lot of fun writing these songs for other people. So, um, I, the biggest one I wrote was People I Don't Like by Upsol that has, like, I think it's creeping up on fifty million streams. It's my publisher is very happy with me for that one. It's got some really huge placements. I personally just like love the song. I love the way she sounds on it. It's freaking killer and such a jam. And I played it at a couple rounds um, recently. And you know, it's it's obviously not my song, but it's really fun to get to play it acoustic. And everybody knew the words, and that was really awesome. And um, I just am very very lucky to have been a part of that song. Another one that happened recently and also is doing um, fun big things is uh, Chess by Honey County. So that was on Yellowstone this week, Um, a great, great TV show. And it was in this like cool, like epic scene with Kevin Costner. And I think it's our fourth or fifth song on Yellowstone, but it's just, it's great. And that's, um, my publisher's very happy with me about that one too. I also uh, wrote Fall Down with my boyfriend, Sam Varga. Um, that one went viral on TikTok. That was really cool to get to like share that with him. I'm so proud of him. He's killing it. He released um three songs this year and two are like kind of in a new genre shift and he's just killing it his song or his cover of good for you that went really viral too is like about to hit a million streams and fall down to like 200,000 and he's just completely independent like I have a publisher and a manager and a label and all that and he's just doing this on his own and he's a badass and I had so much fun writing that song Another song I had come out was Fine by Savannah Kies. It's one of my favorite songs I've written. It's so fun. She put it out on her EP, and we wrote this, like, quite a few years ago, and I'm so happy it finally came out. I also had Got It For My Mama by Honey County come out. That one's cool. There's some really, really cool visuals that are coming with that. It's a special song um, that we wrote about their moms, and uh, it's, uh, it's going to be really, really cool. Like There's some cool stuff coming with it. The journey of that song is not finished yet. I also had Callie Twistleman recut my song Two Hands and release it as a single, which is really cool to see a song, like, get a second life. And uh, she sounds great on it. It's a,
3: you know, I mean, a lot
2: of you guys probably know that song because it was one of my, I think it was it was my follow-up to Fight Like a Girl. So um, it's cool to just see it, like, get to, get to keep moving and keep living. One of my favorites I wrote, and maybe the most important, is uh, Second by Mickey Ratsula. Um, Mickey is a non-binary artist who opted to have top surgery, and they've, they use they, them pronouns, and they've documented the whole thing on their Instagram, um, and Mickey has a girlfriend, and as Mickey was getting, like, deciding top surgery and deciding to, you know, kind of represent more masculine, if, like, their girlfriend was still gonna feel the same about them you know your body's changing you're becoming a different person you know and um they brought in this idea to me and one of my favorite co-writers Johnny Shore and it was a really emotional song um and it just explores explores a lot of themes that are really relatable but especially to people who are like trans and non-binary and um I just it's something I feel very lucky to have been a part of to to tell that story so each month in twenty twenty one had a huge event. Um honestly twenty twenty one, like I said earlier, was harder on me than twenty twenty. Twenty twenty I lost a lot of opportunities. My music career slowed down and um but at the same time, for the first time in my life, stuff had slowed down and I was staying in one place and I was in a healthy relationship and I feel like Sam and I kinda just got to like live in coup law and fall in love and have everything around us be quiet and we got to just focus on each other. And then as the world came back was when issues started to reappear. Um, I also don't know if any of you guys have dealt with this, but at the beginning of the pandemic, I had a pretty close, like group that I was seeing. Um, you know, I, I wasn't going out and I wasn't going to like big parties and stuff, but like we'd have game nights with like six or seven people and half like, with six or seven people who all lived in like three households. So it would be like, you know, roommates and whatever, and we were just trying to keep it small. But I think it kind of backfired because everybody got so close and I've always really liked having different friend groups I can bounce around from because you can't expect your friends to be every single thing you need like even my absolute best friend Candy Katie's a little bit more introverted and so if I want to go to a weird party that she's not going to enjoy like I can't and I can't and I shouldn't make her go with me. I mean, she will sometimes if it sounds like it could be like fun weird, but it's not necessarily her thing and that's okay. Um but my friend group got so like small and then everybody started dating and it was just really messy. Um and that was a big part of 2021. So um, starting in January, this was a good one. But I adopted my cat Posey, so I've now had her for a year. She's fucking cute, and she's coming out of her shell. They found her at the dump. Um, Nashville Cat Rescue did, and she had I think seven kittens that she was taking care of, and like she could have gone through the trash compactor. Like it was, it was bad, and they had to like. She's so skittish, and I don't even know how they caught her. Like she's very, she's very hard to. Um, wrangle, but she's just coming out of her shell more and more every day. Somebody who adopted one of the kittens, it was like a 22-year-old girl, um, adopted Posey with her and then was like, Posey doesn't want to cuddle me. Her name was Dolly at the time. Um, she's like, she doesn't want to cuddle me and she's like not really playful, so like I'm gonna give her back, but I'm gonna keep the kitten. And I just am like, fuck that. But you know, she wound up with a home where me and Sam love on her, we understand her, we give her space, and her and my other cat monkey, like, love each other. And one of the best things you can do if you have an old older cat is adopt a younger cat of the opposite gender. So monkey's a twenty year old man, Posey's a three year old girl, and um, they get along adorably. February, I released my song, Amy, which obviously created a lot of, um, eventful things in my life. I mean, I got a lot of press for it. That was cool. I'd never had a original song go viral like that. It got a lot of streams. I was really happy. Um, it was obviously weird because it was such a personal song and I never truly anticipated it getting to that point. Um, and That was kind of, that was kind of an interesting one, but I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, it's my story. It's true. I don't think I should apologize for singing a song about how somebody really fucking hurt me. And, um, yeah, and a lot of people related to it. So, but that definitely was a very busy month. March, um, a lot of the friend drama kind of came to a head and I lost a lot of friends all at once. And that was just, I don't know. It was, it was really hard. I'd kind of gone through that after I went through my big breakup in 2018, but this was hard and involved some of like, actually my oldest friend ever. Um, it just was, it sucked. And, um, a lot of it stemmed from just them sitting around talking about me. Like basically I saw on, I saw on, social media one night that they were all hanging out and they were doing something that like I didn't really care to do so I was like okay whatever but I saw all of these people who I had introduced hanging out without me and literally like none of them would know each other if it was not for me and Sam so I was just like watching all of my best friends hang out without me and I was like wow oh, I was like I wonder if they're, like, sitting around talking about me. And then I was like, Kaylee, don't be so conceited that you think that people are spending their Friday nights talking about you and that you are their table topic and that you're that important that they're sitting around and gossiping about you. So I calmed myself down, and then it turns out that's exactly what they were doing. Like, they were basically having, like, Kaylee hate parties, um, according to um, the people who have been there and told me about it. And it's just fucking weird. I don't know why it got to be such a big deal but a lot of it centered around me releasing Amy and just unwarranted opinions on my music career that I did not ask for that nobody like handled correctly and like they were like well we were just worried about you so that's why we were talking about you and stuff it's like then fucking talk to me and basically it all ended up blowing up because they were mad that I wasn't talking to them about how I was um, depressed and they were like, you need to let your friends be there for you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but I also can let my therapist be there for me and my boyfriend and my brother and my dad. And I i don't know, like, and, and Candy and friends who've gone through similar things that I'm dealing with right now. And it was just really, I don't know, it just, it's hard because I miss them. But I also think that they just weren't at the same life place as I was. And I saw this thing that I reposted on my story the other day and it was like, stop being, um, like stop feeling bad for outgrowing people who had the chance to grow with you. And that really, really stuck with me because, you know, it's been really sad and I was bummed by it, but that was a good reminder that, you know, it's not like everybody had a choice there, you know, and, okay, so this is exactly what it was. It said, so, Yes, yeah, stop feeling bad for outgrowing people who had the chance to grow with you. And so that's definitely what was happening there. Um, and then uh, in April, as, like, all of this friend drama was coming to a head, it was just basically people overstepping. Like, one person, like, I mean, this is, this is a little bit of an, a reductive way to look at it, but basically, like, tried to break me and Sam up, and it was really fucking weird. And so Sam and I, I feel like I can talk about this now because we've, um, really come out on the other side of this and are just more in love than ever and live together and it's awesome um we just had the best christmas ever and um but april we had a really really tough time and there were just all these voices and all these people's opinions about our relationship that were overstepping and we were dealing with like this one particular problem with his ex-girlfriend um who i wrote the song argentina about and basically like she had gone back to argentina and he had to take care of a lot of her stuff and so like a lot of her um Like, she still had, like, clothes in his closet and stuff. Because he just didn't... He's a dude and he didn't think to do anything about it. And he was, like, taking care of her car. And I was getting upset because I was like, why is she... Like, she's... I felt like she was using it as a, like, way to talk to him all the time. And, like, drag it out. And I was like, you don't need to be calling the fucking Argentinian embassy to try to transfer this car title. It's just not your problem. And he's so nice and so sweet and giving and um, did not... So that was what we were fighting about, and then it just got so out of, blown out of proportion, Um, and we almost broke up, and I was just kind of like, no, (laughs) what if we didn't? And he was like, what? And I was like, what if we just took a week, and we, like, did fun things together, and, like, I wasn't just sitting around crying all the time, and we weren't, like, arguing. We just, like, took a week to, like, be us together, and, um, like, tried to go... To therapy and so we went to couples therapy, and that was really helpful. Um, in like, I, I don't think the therapist was a great match at the end of the day, but we learned a lot of stuff, and it was just good to get it out and have like a mediator. And actually, I found talking to a lot of my friends that um, couples therapy is more common than you think. So, if you have the means to go, it doesn't mean that you're like broken or dramatic or anything bad is going on, it's just having a mediator who's like trained. Um, in doing that is infinitely helpful, but, um, so Sam and I are going through this in April and then at the same time I'm recording my EP with Butch fucking Walker, which was one of my biggest bucket list moments. And, um, the day I went and recorded the love song I wrote about Sam called I hate the way this feels was the day that like we were talking the day after we were talking about breaking up and I was like, what the fuck? And so I had to sing the vocal on that, like not knowing if it was going to work, and that was some next-level shit, so that sucked. But all's well that ends well. The EP ended well, and the relationship has not ended, so that's great.
4: <laughs> Snag a Job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring, with access to over 6 million active hourly workers
2: um may i went to los angeles for the um first time in a while i used to basically live between nashville and la and it was very awesome to get to be back um restaurants were sort of open so i like went out and got to e- eat at like dantana's and i just fucking love that place i played a show in vegas with honey county that was very fun June I dyed my hair red And moved in with Sam Two very big events that I'm very happy about Feels good to go back to my natural color And him and I love living together He does still introduce me as his roommate to people Because he thinks that's fucking hilarious But it's fine he, <laughs> I love him um, And we now have two cats In this cute little apartment And just It's, it's very happy And I, I, love, I love living with him It's just one of the best choices I've ever made July, Sam and I went to Maine. I had not been back since before COVID, so this was like a year, year and a half. Just insane. Um, And we went for my brother's wedding, and I got to show him my hometown, and we ate like probably 100 oysters and got food poisoning on the last batch, which makes sense. Um, But he got to meet like all of my family, and it was just really special. And Exhausting, but really great, and it just kind of gave me a new appreciation for my hometown, seeing it through his eyes for the first time. And I just felt like really fucking cool being from a cool city like Portland, Maine, and on the coast. And there's all these great restaurants and stuff, and it's just a gorgeous city. And I'm like walking around, I'm, like just so proud of my hometown. I'm, like, yeah, look, look at this. Like, this is this is where I grew up. Like, Sam, it's so cool, and he like loved it. So, um in August, I released the EP. Um, That was amazing. I got to play some really great shows. I hadn't played headlining shows in a while. And, like, having a room full of people who are there to see you is a different experience than opening up for people. Because you don't have to worry about... Like, I just get to be completely myself. Because all of those people are there to see me because they like me. You know? And, obviously, there's still some, some pressure. But it's like, everybody came of their own volition. They weren't, like, going to an all-time low show and then this fucking girl named Kaylee Shore is opening up and they're like, who the fuck is this? It's like, these people wanted to be there and that was really, really awesome. And I got to sing with Butch at the Grand Ole Opry and um, at my EP release show and that was, like, next level. They just released a a video on the Opry about Butch's Opry debut because that was his first time ever playing. So if you guys want to check that out, just search Butch Walker, my Opry debut. It's very very cool. And I'm happy I have a way to relive that moment. September, um, two of my best friends, Laura and Candy, they, oh, and and then my friend Annie, they all got engaged like back to back to back. And, um, I ended up throwing Candy and Laura's engagement parties like six days apart, which was really crazy, uh, to throw two huge parties like that back to back, but it was really special. I had so much fun. I'm so happy for them. I love who they're marrying. That's good news. Um, and, uh, that was just, that was very hectic, but also just so special to get to do that for my friends. And, um, they're really my first close friends to get married. Um, and it's going to be really fucking fun. So, and then in, uh, October, October was tough. Um, we lost, um, Sam's dog Axel. I mean, I feel like I feel like Axel didn't belong to anybody. He was just his own autonomous being who chose to hang out with people he liked. And, um, he kind of bounced around. He was at Sam's parents house. And then during, uh, beginning of COVID, we took him to Nashville cause we were like just sitting at home all the time and then Sam's sister had him and then we'd kind of take him like split custody and when she was at work I would babysit him and there were times that we'd have him for like a week if she was out of town and it was just he kind of went back and forth and this sounds chaotic and maybe not good but like he fucking loved it um so we had him um for the past like the last like month month and a half of his life because he didn't have to go up and down stairs because the stairs got really hard for him and I was just, I'm so thankful I had that time with him he's the best dog ever he was 14 years old we called him Floof with a um I think it's called an umlek uh where it's like the U with the two dots because it's not Floof with two O's it's like Floof and he's a very special boy and that was that was really tough but Monkey was so sweet to him at the end of his life and the two of them were just Precious, and I'd, I'd never seen two animals be cuter with each other. November, I toured at the All Time Low. That was fucking killer. It was so fun. I got to meet so many of you guys. Um, I got to become friends with one of my favorite bands. That's cool. And um, I have some cool stuff coming up with them too that I'm excited to tell you guys about. But they're the nicest guys. I've never felt more valued and respected on a tour. And I'm not saying anything bad about people I've toured with before at all. It's just that All Time Low went so far out of their way to make sure I had, like, everything I needed, and they let me put all my gear on their, like, on their trailer, like, their bus, which is not, not, it's not customary at all for a headliner to let that, like, do that for an opener, and so their crew would load in my gear every single day, and we'd have an extra two hours because of that before we had to get to the venue so me and my band got to explore and didn't have to lug all the stuff and that was just I mean it seems like a small thing but it was such a game changer and them offering to do that like it was little stuff like that and just um that everybody that has anything to do with all time low is just nice as shit and I got to do tequila shots with my favorite band before I played a show that's cool I could die happy and December, um, probably the biggest thing that happened in December, aside from, like, the holidays and seeing family. And I got to meet my my two-month-old niece. Um, her name's Clara. I met her last week, and that was so special. Um, she's in love with Sam, and he's in love with her. And we, like, got on the plane, and he looks at me. He's like, do you think Clara misses me? I'm like, well, she's two months old. I'm not sure how great her short-term memory is. But um, I, I think it's it's safe to say she will um it was just really cute I got some really great pictures of that but that was really special and I also did a writing camp with this artist named Lainey Gardner she sings that David Guetta remix of Dreams by Fleetwood Mac that was like everywhere this year and um she's just incredible got to write a bunch of songs for her project I'm so excited We have this one song called Daughter of a Gun that she played at a show we did together and it's like one of my favorite songs I've ever written I can't wait for you guys to hear it and um yeah so that was 2021 it was chaotic the way I want to start 2020, 2022 is um, kind of simple. These are the things I want to do, but I want to wake up every morning and read the newspaper. Um, and maybe that's a website, but I said newspaper because it sounds more, it just sounds cooler. Um, I read a newspaper the other morning and I was just like, I'm the coolest, most educated person on the planet reading this newspaper. Um So I want to do that more often, start my day with information, and, um, I want to get better at tracking crypto, because I'm, like, into crypto. I've been buying it since 2012, um, but I just don't track it as much. Like, I've gotten lucky by, like, I bought Ethereum in 2017, and I bought Shiba Inu, like, way earlier this year, um, and, like, I've by no means, like, made a ton of money off of this, but, um enough that like I've, I've profited. I refuse to take any of it out because I got rid of all my Bitcoin in 2012 and, um, could have, uh, almost over, I could have over half a million dollars if I hadn't done that, like a dumbass. So, um, I don't intend to sell anything ever. So I'm not really sure what to do. Cause like if a cryptocurrency like shoots through the roof and I have it, I'm like not going to want to touch it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I want to get more into that and, like, studying it and stuff. And um, I got a violin for Christmas from Sam, and I want to try to practice it at least every other day. I mean, there's going to be times I'm not home at all and then don't want to screech at Sam and my neighbors when I get home at 11 p.m. So going to give myself some leeway on that one, but I've had so much fun playing violin um, these past few days and I want to get proficient at it. And, um, it's hard. It's not, a, it's not the easiest instrument ever, but I love it. And I've wanted to play it since I was four years old and now here I am 27, finally doing it. So I hope you guys have the best new year. I hope you had the best Christmas. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you in 22. 22- I can't say it. <laughs> and I will see you in 2022. My name is Kayla short and this is too much to say. But don't go
1: asking questions. 'Cause